Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's way more good happening in the world every single day, but why aren't they telling you? Get the good stuff at JustinBarkley.com slash good news. Get the good news, stories, ideas, and updates that are sure to put a smile on your face. That's JustinBarkley.com slash good news. JustinBarkley.com slash good news. Live from high atop Monroe Center in downtown Grand Rapids, we're talking about what matters most to you in West Michigan. Join the conversation now at 616-774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. It's West Michigan Live with Justin Barkley on Wood Radio. Well, welcome in. Big breaking news today. An update out of Antrim County in that lawsuit. We'll talk with folks in the know. Coming up, plus, uh, you get to join us at any time. 616-774-2424. 616-774-2424.com, the way to get in on the email. Plus, you can text us at any time. I'll give you that number. 616-201-3353. But first, let's do this. News, weather, and traffic. And the biggest stories of the day. We're talking about what matters most in West Michigan and beyond. This is the Big Three. Now today's Big Three. Uh, the stories that matter most, you'll be talking about these around the water cooler, the dinner table, no matter where you are, our Big Three. Boy, oh boy, over the weekend, no shortage of breaking news. Number one. Multiple West Michigan schools have made their decision to pause in-person learning and sports for all students for one to two weeks. Friday, the governor asked the state to voluntarily suspend in-person activities for the next two weeks because of a surge in positive COVID-19 cases. She's talking about what she wants to do here over the weekend. Right now, we know we've got even greater capacity. We could get more vaccines in arms. And when there is a surge, we think that it's important that we we go to, we rush in to meet where that need is. Their solution to surges in cases is to vaccinate your child, in other words. But is that a good idea? That's what she said on CBS's Face the Nation over the weekend. We'll talk more about that coming up. Number two. Police investigating a shooting at Dave & Buster's in Kentwood. They responded to a police report. There are shots fired at uh, 8.50 yesterday evening. One person shot and treated for minor injuries. Is there a big crime wave, an uptick in violence again this year? Is this, There was last year. We'll dig into that, too, coming up. I-96 closed over the Grand River until July for construction work. Latest on that with Kevin Richards. If that's causing the issues, there are ways around it. We'll try to update you. News Radio with 1300 and 106.9 FM. It is West Michigan Live. And it's always a pleasure to be here with you uh, on this beautiful sunny day. A little cooler than normal this week. Dry though, 62 for a high. Be down to 39 later tonight. And the, uh, the the governor came out. I didn't watch it. I was traveling over the weekend, which uh, that's another story. But I, I got to tell you. 
Yeah, a lot of folks are traveling, and I think the governor's in trouble. <clears throat> a lot of folks are traveling for spring break. Now, she's not in trouble because the cases are going to rise or any of that nonsense. No, but I think she's in trouble because people are going to go to other free states. And you don't have to go far. It was in Indiana. And it is a vastly different world down there. And I'm going to say down there. It's not really even that far. But yet we did uh, travel to see family. Man, oh, man. It's kind of like Texas. They've lifted their mask mandate. You would think, like, all hell is coming, right? And it, chaos will ensue. But that uh, that wasn't the case over the, uh, over the weekend. It's just strange to see. And I, I thought it, I mean, it was kind of interesting. You know, no mask mandate. I know that some cities can have them. And then, of course, business. This is crazy. Leaving these, this idea... Up to individuals to what they'll they'll want to do or what they should do. But business is making their own decisions on whether or not they're going to require masks. And whether or not, let's see, uh, if they even enforce them. Because that's a whole other thing. I noticed that over the weekend. It was kind of a 50-50 split. Maybe 60-40. Still a lot of folks wearing masks. But then again, also, uh, uh, there was quite a few not. The hotel we stayed at. Restaurants I visited. I didn't go into any stores or shops. It was purely just a weekend with family. We took my baby, little Miss Ada Grace, down to visit the family and my folks for the the first time. And my brother and her cousins, aunts and uncles and all that, and got to got a chance to to visit. And uh, and so, like I said, meet my folks. They they uh, they still haven't uh, traveled, and they're they're uh, you know they're a little older. And uh, other than uh, COVID, there are other issues that are that are kind of uh, keeping them closer to home these days. And so, I just wanted to make sure that she got a chance to get down there. And she's traveling really well these days. Um, we just noticed that you put her in the car and she zonks out. It's it's great. It's that stage where literally if you want her to go to sleep and you're having a hard time, we've had to do this once or twice. Put her in the car, driving around, and she, she's out like a light. Um, and so we did that. And we put her in the car and drove and drove and drove. And finally, at one point, I had to wake her up and say, it's time to eat and, and change you. And, um, and we did that. It went off without a hitch. She slept so well at the hotel. Um and it was kind of nerve-wracking because uh, Lizzie was a little concerned about uh, traveling for the first time. Do we bring everything? What do we have? We, you got to make sure you got everything. And it's it's a, it, it's a whole comedy of getting ready for, for this type of thing. But she did so well. So I have a feeling we'll be doing more of that. But the, the thing that really blew my mind is it literally is a different world. People are using their brains, right, to, to make decisions best for themselves and their families. The fact that we are in 2021 and we don't we we and and we we live in this world where people kind of feel like and powers that be want to make you feel like that uh, look you're not capable of making your own decisions we have to make them for you is kind of crazy. Except on Friday, Governor Whitmer's press conference, she sort of noted that look, I'm going to ask people to voluntarily shut down. And I'm noting that a couple of schools in West Michigan, a couple of school systems have already said that they would. Muskegon Heights Public Schools pausing 
school to all in person and learning and east and, and rather sports for all students in the Muskegon area. Muskegon Heights School District for two weeks. Holland Public Schools students grade nine through twelve will remain remote through April twenty second. Students in grades K uh, pre K pre through K eight pre K eight I don't know what that means. Is that pre K through eight through eighth grade? I don't know. You you would think this stuff would be a little bit better, more, but anyway, they're they're going to return for in person learning on the April uh, uh, April twelfth, which is today. Grand Haven area public schools. The fourteen day pause will also include a pause on all sports through Friday, April twenty third. High school students will not have school Monday, April twelfth. I, I I don't know the strategy behind this. Fruitport Community Schools. All K through 12 students will move to uh, remote learning for the next week on the governor's part. But I will tell you that people are frustrated. Families are frustrated. And she knows she can't unilaterally shut everything down again because she is under fire from the toughest opponent that she's faced yet. Our Republican legislature basically caved in a lot of ways. Sorry, guys, but you know it. Last year was a chance to stand up and leadership ultimately let us down. You had that rally. It was probably about a year ago or so. Thousands of people showed up in cars in a protest like I've never seen before around the Capitol in their cars. Thousands lined up for miles saying no more. Do you remember the time when the governor said, hey, you can go to these stores, but you can't go to those stores? The virus doesn't spread there, apparently, in the big box stores. Oh, and when you go to the big box stores, is it incredibly insane as it was, you could buy certain items, but you couldn't buy others. She closed down entire sections. Since then, the Supreme Court here in the state of Michigan has come out and said, look, these executive orders that she passed, the mandates, they were all illegal. So she moved them all over to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, which has yet to be challenged. We'll find out whether or not, at some point, whether or not that that'll stand, because somebody's going to challenge it. And I think she's getting closer and closer to really having those challenged. And boy, you could be at a time where those are all gone. You know, in Wisconsin, their Supreme Court said that the mask mandate was unconstitutional, struck it down, it's gone. She knows she's dangerously close to the precipice. And she's facing her toughest political opponent yet. And it's people who aren't really involved in politics. And that's why it's so tough, because she can't paint them as partisan or these is just Trump supporters. They're wacko insurrectionists. No, it's parents. It's just every, everyday, average everyday folks like me and you who just want their kids to go to school. And they just want their kids to play sports. You know, we've really made a shift. Now it's all about case numbers. Used to be that this thing was a boy. We didn't want to, you know, 14 days, slow the spread. All that was about, well, we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals. We don't want people to die. And now it's about case numbers. Even in students, in young people, where we know that they don't generally get sick from this thing is bad. It, it's not an issue. Parents, again, know what's out there. This thing has been out there for more than a year. We know what to expect. We have the data. We have the facts. We can make our own decisions. Oh, but the teachers, well, they could and should be vaccinated, shouldn't they be? Anybody can be at this point. 
I mean, we live in a world now that's it's really insane. If you are uh, in a place where, you know, you are, uh, maybe you, you're susceptible to this sort of thing, get vaccinated if you like. Shouldn't be any problems. We shouldn't be worried about closing anything down at this point. Everything should be wide open. Everything. Oh, you got to wear your mask in a restaurant. Well, you no, no, no. What you do is you wear your mask in the door. You stop and you talk to the hostess, and then you walk to your table. When you get to your table, you can take your mask off. The insanity is absolutely at astounding levels. Here's what the governor had to say on Friday. We all have to step up our game for the next two weeks to bring down rising cases. And that's why I'm calling on high schools to voluntarily go remote for two weeks past spring break. How does this help kids? How does this help our students? There are parents that are at their wits end because these kids have have, they've gone through the ringer. How does this help them? Because we want case numbers to be lower? Do you know what's interesting about the case numbers? We're one of several states where case numbers are higher. They're skyrocketing right now. If you believe the case, now I've said several people reach out and say, I don't, I don't buy the case numbers. Well, I, whether you do or don't, uh, it, isn't it interesting to note that these are cases, these are, these are all happening in states where they kept restrictions tight. So maybe we, maybe we, maybe that has led to this, this surge. Is it possible that maybe we should have just lifted these earlier, but a little more lenient? Calling on youth sports to voluntarily suspend games and practices for two weeks. And I'm strongly encouraging all Michiganders to avoid dining indoors oh, and avoid gathering with friends. Now, you can't dine indoors, but you know what you can still do is go eat in those little igloo things where there is no ventilation. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. You can go eat in the Petri dish if you like. Look, I, I give all the credit to restaurants. They had to do what they had to do. I don't blame them. Uh, you get out there and get it done. But at the same time, like... <laughs> What is the thinking on this? You can't eat inside where we have professional HVAC ventilation going through the and all the filtration and whatnot that's happening in the restaurants. But you can go eat in a little plastic igloo outside where God knows who was in that thing before you. None of this makes any sense. And again, it's the governor saying you ought to do this. Indoors for two weeks. Support your local restaurants by eating outside yeah. or getting carry out instead of dining indoors. How about you shut up? How about you shut up and go away? I hate to say it, but at this point, she's absolutely worthless, about as worthless as Dr. Fauci. They've completely failed and flunked us all. At the end of the day, I don't know why we listen to any of them. Can you trust anything that they say? Opt for small outdoor gatherings with masks. To be very clear, these are not orders, mandates, or requirements. Because I can't do that anymore, because if I do do that, I won't be get, I won't be reelected in 2022. I've got nobody to to blame this on anymore. Trump's not there. Who can I blame it on? I can't blame it on Biden. That's my boy. I can't blame it on him. A year in, we all know what works, and this Uh has to be a team effort. Yeah. We have to do this together. Lives depend on it. What do you bet? Like a couple weeks from now, she comes back. Well, I asked you guys, so now I got to shut everything down. What do you bet that's the next step? Oh, listen, we're just getting started. You can join the program at any time. Jump on, join a conversation at 616-774-2424. More from her, plus a big update coming out of Antrim County, the latest in that election lawsuit. Not really hearing much about it in the news. We wonder why. You'll hear it here first, coming up. Uh, 
I hear the governor also asked folks not to travel over the weekend. I, uh, I was already en route. So it wasn't that I was completely being a, rebe- uh, a rebel and and, uh, and thumbing my nose at the governor. No, I just, I already had plans and was in the car before she started talking. We have to fight back against COVID-19 variants. We have to get vaccinated yeah. to keep you and your family safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some tough weeks ahead. Yeah. So I'm asking everyone, please take this seriously. Mm-hmm. This is my ask to you, the people of Michigan. Remember last year when she was like, hey, everybody, you can't go out on a boat. And then her husband was out there getting his boat in the water and all that. Remember that? Funny story over the weekend. Whitmerade down in Florida posting photos on Facebook from the beach despite the governor's travel warning. This out of the Detroit Free Press. Governor Gretchen Whitmer faced a new controversy Friday amid rising coronavirus case numbers after a top aide posted family photos on social media from a beach in Florida, apparently acting against Whitmer's advice to Michiganders. The conservative publication Breitbart on Friday. And why do you have to put why do you have to put that in the article? Why don't you just say it, they were caught because this publication found them and put the photos out? You have to act like this is politics. It's not. It's very simple. This whole thing is do as I say not, and not as I do. Rules for thee and not for me. Whitmer's chief operating officer, Tricia Foster, posted on her Facebook page these photos. They were caught. She was busted. Breitbart posted them, showing what appeared to be her teenage daughter and her daughter's friends vacationing on the beach. The article included screenshots of comments on the photo that included references to the Florida Keys and to Foster also being on spring break trip. Whitmer's office did not deny the report, but dismissed it as a partisan tack. Now, they said... This is only politics. This is because of those darn conservatives. It's a partisan attack. No, it's not. It's just like your boy Gavin Newsom out in California getting busted eating in restaurants when he told other people that they can't. That's what this is. Now, the photos have since been taken down. What do you think about that? But the free press spoke to a Facebook friend of Foster who saw the beach photos before they were taken down. So they did confirm that Whitmer said she was concerned about spring break and people traveling back on April 2nd. She specifically mentioned Florida, which, like Michigan, has a high proportion of cases of corona. So even her chief operating officer is headed down to the free state of Florida to get a little sunshine and a taste of freedom. (laughs) She's mad. She's probably mad because she's stuck here and she can't go anywhere. She told everybody to shut it down. Shut it on down, folks. And one of the things that they said, by the way, there's no social distancing in these, in these photos with the kids. There's no social distancing with this woman, the chief operating officer, and the people that she's hugging basically right next to in these in these pictures. Um, it's interesting to me because the uh, Whitmer administration then went out and said that this woman had been vaccinated, so everything's but the kids haven't obviously been vaccinated. And that's apparently who we're supposed to be worried about right now. So much that they want those kids to be vaccinated. Now, the question is, why? And Rich which, Rich brought this up in a text message. If you ever want to text us, you can. But Rich said, I'll give you that number here in a second. Um, why? Why on earth would you get your child vaccinated with an experimental vaccine? You know, they want to, they want to tell you that it's, this is not a big deal. They've been working on it for years, and it's no big deal. But at the end of the day, we really don't have any studies on this stuff. We don't know. 
And I do think it's, a vaccine is a helpful tool for certain individuals to get certain folks in a population, you know, to, to get them up to speed so that they're not. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Susceptible and they're not vulnerable. I think it's a great idea. I think we gotta, you know, I really think we gotta have a multi-pronged approach to this whole thing. I don't ever think it's a blanket approach. Which is... A great point, Rich. Thanks for that that uh, that text message. By the way, if you want to text me, you can. Uh, you can join the program on the phone, too. We'll grab some calls. But text message 616-201-3353. 616-201-3353. I get those immediately, if not sooner, they go right to my phone, and then I can respond or reply to them on air. The latest news scores, weather, traffic, and all-you-can-eat pudding on Wednesdays. Yeah. What's Follow that? us on Twitter and stay informed. At WoodRadio.com and at Mr. Justin Barkley. Uh, we appreciate you being here with us. You can join the program if you'd like to next and also on the phone with us, actually being live streaming via video. We are uh, our report, the update out of Antrim County. What's happening? The election lawsuit there. Don't miss it. It's after this. Next. Yeah, yeah jumping on to uh, some big breaking news here in just a second. Just wrap it up with the story. Uh, Governor Whitmer's aide, one of her top aides, the COO of the state, the chief operating officer, caught down in Florida after the governor said, don't, don't travel down to Florida. Nothing to see here. But then the craziness of it all, as the Detroit Free Press uh, uh, labels the publication who caught her down there with the, the, the pictures on uh, on Facebook, a conservative. This is a conservative. It doesn't it shouldn't matter, right? Whether it's a conservative publication or not. Later on, when asked and questioned about this, Bobby Letty, Whitmer's press secretary, said to, to the Breitbart article is a partisan attack. From a garbage white nationalist website. It's just completely tries to discredit. Well, the, hold on. Wait a second. Is is this woman down in Florida or not after the governor said not to go down there? Is she there or not? Letty said that the, this uh, the CEO, the COO rather, Foster, is fully, is quote, fully recovered from COVID and fully vaccinated, which I, you know, I agree. That should be common sense. She could do what she wants. I think fully recovered. She could do what she wants. Here's something crazy. I'm going to say this. Some people may not agree with it, but I think she can do what she wants no matter what. How about that? The problem is when we start to say that the people that make the rules can do things that the people that they're telling uh, what to do, uh, they can do things that they want. And uh, folks, that uh, well, you, you and I, the common folk, we can't do anything. We have to look to the governor. He then noted the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recently gave updated guidance that fully vaccinated people can travel within the United States. Well, here's the thing. Um, we don't have to look to the CDC. We have this thing called the Constitution. And uh, you and I and anybody else can tr travel freely within the United States whenever we want. Asked whether Foster's daughter and, uh, and daughter's friends were also fully vaccinated and whether he was saying Whitmer approved of Foster's Florida trip, Luddy said, quote, I don't have anything additional to add. 
<laughs> I don't think I don't think you added anything to the conversation in the first place, sir. I'll just say that. Oh, joining us now with an update out of Antrim County, the uh, election lawsuit, Matt DiPerno. A big hearing today. Things are starting to heat up. Patrick Colbeck joining us now, former Michigan State Senator. We appreciate you being here with us today, Senator. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's a big day out in Antrim County in the 13th Circuit Court. And it was a big day on Friday as uh, Attorney Matt DiPerno released documents, apparently in a vacuum. It was like, uh, if a tree falls in the wilderness, does it make a sound? But I'll tell you, the documents he released in support of his uh, um, hearing today before Judge Elsenheimer should have been the shot heard around the world, yet we're not even hearing a peep out of anybody in the media about this. And and we can go over some of the things that I think should be in the public discussion right now that are not. Yeah, that's kind of concerning. And I even saw over the weekend, we'll talk about what's in this too. I want people to know that. But I, I, I even saw over the weekend, reporters and journalists, I'm using quotation marks now, jumping in. <laughs> And commenting on a tweet that he had made that basically mocked and said, you know, look, um, you know, this, you would think, again, as you said, this happened in a vacuum because people aren't replying or they're not reporting about any of this. And yeah. and he was, you know, just to paraphrase it, he was, you know, he was concerned about that. Um And yet we had people jumping in and, and ju- joining the, uh, the conversation. Reporters! Who started mocking him? And I'm thinking, okay, that's great, folks. But what do you, what do you have to say about what was released? And and will you will you cover this, or is it, is it uncoverable? In other words, are we not allowed to cover this, and we cannot have any conversations about this anymore? That's kind of the troubling part to me, Pat. Well, what's really troubling is that it's obvious that they're pushing propaganda nowadays. They're not reporting on the news. I had an issue last week. We were talking about it where I had. Dominion hit put out a hit letter with their their lawyer with their lawyers and and made all kinds of spurious false claims um, across the board and I had uh, you know within a day of getting that stuff nailed down here I put out a rebuttal to that and in contrast to all of the uh, um, the distribution of their wildly uh, false claims that got out to the Washington Post, Washington Examiner, to Detroit News, Detroit Free Press, all across the board, the Hill, um, my rebuttal got no airtime whatsoever. And I'll tell you, it's because they only want to push one side of the story. And this election, this hearing that we're having today, the information that Matt DiPerno released out on Friday, which is bombshell, it highlights that there was significant election fraud, provides tangible examples to that effect. Um, and it's not getting a peep from the media. That is scary. It's chilling. So break some of this down. Former senator here in the state of Michigan, Patrick Colbeck. What was in the report? We've got some of this here. You Whoa. can see it if yeah. you're watching on video on uh, Facebook or, or Twitter. Uh, he's got it up online on his website, too, at letfixstuff.org. Letsfixstuff.org. But, but Pat, what was found inside of this report and the hearing that's going to happen today? We'll find out more about that as as things go on. But what are you digging into this and finding? Well, couple things. Number one, uh, we have 100% evidence that the um, election results for this past election were manipulated electronically or via an algorithm. There's 100% evidence of right. it. Incontrovertible. Break, we have a, break that down because yeah. that's tough. To, I mean, I don't care who you are. You say 100%. That's tough to... 
uh, stomach. So let me let me just understand how does this how does this work? We say one hundred percent. All right. So first of all, you got to go to a gentleman by the name of Doug, uh, Doctor Doug Frank. He is a um, uh, got a PhD. He kind of went off and analyzed this information. If you've watched the documentary by Mike Lindell called uh, Scientific Proof, you'll see the analysis that he did in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Well, now he's done that an- same analysis on Michigan. And what he does is essentially highlights how you can predict with 100% certainty um, what what the uh, voting turnout is by demographic in Michigan, just based on an understanding of the 2010 uh, uh, demographics. And the, the strange thing about that is, uh, you know, that it's it shouldn't be 100 percent correlation at all. By the way, that was back in 2010. So that that's essentially um, why that's important is because what it's setting up is the fact that somebody is obviously allocating voters from a qualified voter file to ballots um, as a function of how they fit with the 2010 demographics as opposed to people walking in and wanting to go off and vote. So this is, so this is kind of tough for people to understand, but what you're saying is that they, they took a qualified voter file. And th- in other words, this is just a report of shows how many people are eligible to vote, and they line yep. that up with, what, the census? Is that what you're yeah. saying? The 2010 demographic, yeah, the census in 2010. And and what these folks are alleging is that they were able to take then those two reports, put them together, and then come up with uh, some sort of system that would pull and look like votes were cast um, aligned with people who would have, who, who they maybe don't necessarily normally vote. Yeah. They can, they can say that these people did vote and... Um, and, and in, in essence, you're you're harvesting f- fake votes at this point. Is that exactly? Is that, okay. Yeah. Essentially, that's a necessary step when you stuff the ballot box with ballots that you want um, for the votes that you want. So you can stuff the ballot box electronically. You can stuff the ballot box with paper ballots. Either way, um, what this is is a necessary part in the eHarmony.com process of matching voters with ballots during any election. And if you have a significant out-of-balance issue like we had out in Detroit where 71% of the poll books were not balanced between the people who said that they vote or were, were said to have voted and the actual number of ballots, you should have an issue. Something um, else that's important in, in your report, and we'll, we've got to cover as much ground as we can here, and we'll uh, talk yeah. more about this at greater length at another time, but a lot of talk about whether or not these machines could be or couldn't be connected yeah. to the internet and <laughs> and they dug yeah. into the machines and and because they had access to these these machines who had access and what did they find patrick well what they found in grand traverse county this is an esns system so this is not a dominion voting system but they opened it up went into the motherboard i.e dug under the hood in the computer and they found a chip that is essentially a modem chipset wireless modem chipset essentially imagine yourself having a smartphone embedded into the computer here that allows you to communicate outside of whether or not you had an ethernet connection outside of whether or not you had a us an external usb modem so my um, my alarm for- system at my house you know it's it's wired in to to uh to 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 fire off if you know a certain way if uh you know if if in fact somebody breaks in it's got yeah. it's got one of these um basically cell phone type chips in it that it can if for some reason it can't get through the normal wired way it'll use the cell phone and call down to uh, the the monitoring station and let folks know that the alarm is going off that's similar exactly. that's similar to what we're seeing here it's a cell phone chip 
Right. Exactly. And another one other key um, item or key finding, and there's a bunch of them. And as usual, you can go to letsfixstuff.org to go off and get links to all this, all the filings and all the data. But there's another thing they, uh, you know, that that chipset deals with the hardware certification, making sure that we we you know, precluded fraud from a hardware perspective. From a software perspective, they installed something called SQL Management Studio into the, into the software. And that's an extra install that allows people to manipulate the data in the database directly without having to go through the voting software. And so that is an example of a non-certified software application being installed on what are supposed to be certified voting systems. And so if we find that... Uh, that software installed anywhere else throughout the state, that would be grounds for decertification of the election. That's also one of the reasons why we FOIA'd 83 counties in the state of Michigan for a software audit of their voting machines, because if it's a non-certified software uh, configuration, then the whole election should be decertified. So these three are just tip of the iceberg and everything has been found out, but they're pretty big deal. Today at 1030, the hearing is supposed to take place and we'll hear more about this, but let's break it down so that folks can understand. And Patrick, again, letsfixstuff.org is a website. If people, people want to go find out more, uh, they can. You've broken it down in, in, I think, a very easy to understand sort of, um, you know, bite-sized uh, bits and pieces for folks here to see what, what exactly is happening. But uh, you, you break down why this matters. Why these things are important. What? Why does it matter? Antrim County. Ultimately. The the thread that unravels yeah. the uh, 2020 election theft is is the uh, is the is the one I'm looking at here. But this is from a few days back. Explain this to folks. So the idea is, if you can demonstrate that you have a um, uncertified configuration for the voting system in Antrim County, which and you've got breaches in the chain of custody, you should decertify the election in Antrim County. If you decertify the election in Antrim County, the same rules or same same findings that you found in Antrim County, if you find them existing in other counties like Grand Traverse County, where they've got a cell phone embedded into the computer motherboard, um, now you've got grounds for decertification of all of, uh, the, the state of Michigan's elections. If you see some of the same reasons or same findings that you found in Michigan evident in other states like Georgia or Pennsylvania or Arizona, now you've got grounds for decertifying the elections in those states as well. And we are already seeing evidence that these same findings are existing not only in Antrim County, not only in multiple counties inside the state of Michigan, but also in other states like Georgia. Pat, I got to ask the question. Uh, You've got uh, folks, reporters, news agencies they don't want to touch this i mean uh, mike Lindell <laughs> said hey i'm i'm hiring people to find out why fox won't cover this stuff so but you've got people that won't touch this even if they do find that yeah how how does this make a difference so we had this federal lawsuit somebody somebody uh, or this federal case somebody texted me about today and hey have you seen this but yeah I, yeah i did it was it was back a month ago and it was uh, it was shown that the secretary of state here in uh, in michigan broke the law and despite having broke the law, nothing comes of of it. And uh, so I guess the question is, for people listening to this and they're frustrated, I, they, they're probably encouraged by some of this. If they thought, you know, something's not right here and we're trying to get down to the bottom of this, we, we would like to know, how, what does this mean for people? 
Well, ultimately, first, I want people to be encouraged that there is action being taken in the courts right now, and it's in that 13th Circuit Court with Judge Elsenheimer. So please keep him and Matt DiPerno and everybody involved in this case in your prayer. Um, there is traction being made. It's not as fast as we'd like it to be made. I, I want to highlight that path that I just laid out here. Some people may think it's a little bit uh, pie in the sky here, but there's already been decertification election results recently in New Jersey and out in Mississippi. This stuff has already happened. It's been on a smaller scale, but this, it's the same reason, same rationale that's been applied. So this is a big deal. And the, here's the biggest deal about all this. And it, it gets to what we were talking about at the beginning. Why is the media not reporting this? This is ridiculous. They should have reported my rebuttal back to Dominion last week. They didn't do any of that. And they definitely should have reported out on what Matt DiPerno put together in his briefing because hard, uh, you know, when you've got a wireless modem embedded in your motherboard, when you've got 100% proof that voters were being allocated to ballots um, electronically, not, not via real life, when you've got a proof of software that should never be installed, being installed in the machine, those things should be blockbusters all across. Any one of them would be reason to decertify this. Mm-hmm. All of them together should be everywhere. So the press is completely um, complicit with this coup, and they need to be held accountable. We're going to be paying attention. That uh, hearing happened at 1030 today, and we will give you the latest on that. Um, Maybe update tomorrow, as soon as tomorrow. If we get uh, details on that, of course, we'll get the latest. We'll continue the coverage. Make sure you share this with folks. I mean, uh, unfortunately, nobody's going to hear about this or know about this unless these things are shared. And I, again, am, am having these conversations. I don't know what, what happened, but I've got Patrick Colbeck here who says, look, and I find him to be credible. Matt DiPerno, the attorney who I find to be credible, may even have Matt on again tomorrow. Um, but n- nobody is touching this. The question for me is, why is that? Pat, thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate it. I appreciate you getting the word out here because I know it can't be easy on you either. I'm sure you're getting pressure. So thank you for doing what you're doing. There he is, former state senator here in Michigan, Patrick Colbeck. News Radio with 1300, 106.9 FM. Quick break, we're back next. Get the good news, the news they don't want you to hear. Go to justinbarclay.com slash good news for the latest. Folks, that's all the time we have. You know, this hour just flies by, but, you know, I'm going to jump over back up on Facebook and Twitter, and I'm going to do a little bit of an after show. You can hang out with us there if you'd like. Come on over and join the stream there. We'd love to see you. Get more good news at justinbarkley.com slash good news, the good news letter. Just a small town girl. back program is coming up in minutes. Of course, another chance to win. We've got a shot at 1000 bucks coming. Details on that right after our headlines, top of the hour. That's it for today. Join me online at justinbarkley.com or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at Mr. Justin Barclay. Leave a comment, give us a rating, and follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of West Michigan Live with Justin Barkley was produced and engineered by Joe Balecki. I'm Justin Barkley, and this is West Michigan Live. Make it a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.